Jules, this, this is gonna sound a little bit strange, but there are times where I'll be sitting on my own and a word will pop into my head that I have literally used most of my adult life. And I'll just randomly say to myself, you know, that is, that's such a strange word. Where did that word come from? No reason, no rhyme, it just happens. Like the word, you know, banter. What exactly, who thought of and why banter? <laughs> Does this happen to you? Yes. I mean, like, I think what happens to me more often than that is I'll be typing and a word like the, I'm like, is that spelled right? Like, <laughs> what is this word? But no, I know what you mean. Okay. I, well, it just, I, I don't know. Words to me, I, I sometimes I'm like, I just don't get them. They don't make sense. Who made this up? Or the words that are all like sounding the same. Like, why do we have to have a couple of different theirs? when they all sound the same. <laughs> you know, I'll, I probably shouldn't admit this, but lately I've been noticing in my own vocabulary, like I want an expanded vocabulary because I tend to rely on the same words all the time, which is fine, but I want to expand my vernacular, if you were, if you will. There you go. But then I'll use a word and I'll, I'll kind of stop and I'll wonder like, did I just use that correctly? Or am I sounding like an idiot right now? I don't know. My or, husband. Word Words have power though. The words that we speak to others, the words most importantly that we speak to ourselves. We talk about that a lot on this podcast, the power of words and how we use them and when we use them, when we choose not to use them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, we all grew up with the line, uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And I remember, you know, you repeat it, you say it, and it's like, well, that makes sense, except for the fact that that's total BS. Because words can hurt. Words can leave an indelible mark. Oh, there we go. I just dropped a nice little word. Indelible. <laughs> words can leave an indelible mark on you. They have, they, they, they have these, this ability to lead you in some way, space, or form, to feel some sort of way, to think some sort of way. So when you say words can never hurt you, that's a whole bunch of crock. There's another word. What's crock? Also, by the way, I think that phrase, that phrase was made up by a narcissist, <laughs> right? like someone who knew their words were damaging, but didn't want to change the words they were using. But how often, Rish, do we do that to ourselves? You Even know? the women we talked to on this podcast that the words we're using about ourselves with my own coach at one point, she said to me, how would you rephrase that if you were talking to your son or to someone on your team? Because you're not very kind to yourself sometimes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we say all of this because today's guest, oh, she has a way with words and we absolutely love it. Let's get this going. Think Tank of Three starts now. Take of Three podcast alongside my amazing, fabulous co-host, Julie Holton. I am Rishia Candidate Capasuris. Our third amazing mind is someone who truly understands words, how to use them constructively, how to make them work positively, and quite frankly, how to make them fun. 
she calls herself the natural dose of antidepressant. And you're going to find out why, because she is an empowerment coach, a public speaker, a passion instigator, a plyovation creator. See, fun, amazing words. She will break down plyovation at its core, what it means. means. Join us in welcoming Regina Carey to the podcast. Hi, Regina. Hey, hello, everybody. Great to see you today. Both just look so beautiful and bright. And you with your big smiley face, as always. I love the the life size emoji. A life size emoji. That was awesome. (laughs) Circa 1972, maybe as old as my house that I'm living in right now. But yeah, this thing is is the real deal plastic. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? There is, I found that that simple thing. Uh, when when the pandemic hit, having that on camera changed the energy of an entire space of people, whether it was eight or whether it was 68. I mean, amazing. And so I started to use it all the time in my, you know, it takes up a lot of real estate in the square, in the Zoom square. It can. Right. Um, yeah, but why not? We need to, we need to have the energy of positivity and joy because you know, we need it. Well, that's the thing, you know, like, you know, even with words, body language, how many times you come into a room, you might not feel so great, but someone, you know, like Julie walks into the room with a smile on your face and you're automatically like, Oh, I, the, the room feels lighter. Uh, My, 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 my mind feels brighter just because someone walked in with a smile on their face versus someone walks in feelings, looking sad. You can tell something's going on. And if you're an empathetic individual, you feel that and you probably take a little bit of that on yourself. So it's, it's not surprising at all that a gigantic happy face just (laughs) automatically brings a smile to your face and makes you feel joy. Kind of like saying the word plyovation. I love it. I love the word. It is fun to say. It pulls me in. I have no Thank idea you. what it means. And I want to know what it means. What is plyovation? Okay. So it is a fun. And in fact, the backstory, the backstory is too long to tell you about, but I knew that when I talked about my work, Every time I was speaking about the way I interact with people and the outcomes for my clients, I kept doing this sign, this leaping sign. Like, what is that? Why is my body doing that every time I talk? But it reminded me of plyometrics. That's going from stagnant to movement. So inertia to explosion. You've seen people do this box jumping or you know, even cheerleaders do this all the time. I don't know how they do it going from standing to one of those perkies or whatever they're called. I could never do that. Wasn't a cheerleader. But I love the idea of plyometrics because it's a great way to get the energy moving. And so I thought, how could I use this when it comes to doing something, taking action, a step forward in your life? And so plyovation marries the idea of plyometrics, jump training, and activation. We are activating something inside. You know, whether you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, 
or all of a sudden you have a goal and you have decided uh, like like Lisa Nichols says I know like I know like I know there's no doubt about it you're going to do the thing and so this is a great time to get involved in something like pyovation because it 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 goes through I take women through sort of a circuit training where we condition and then we strengthen and then we perform and then we have rest and relaxation. So it's quite a journey. Okay, Regina, I want to come back to these four steps of plyovation in just a moment, because I like, like Rish, I'm, I'm fascinated. I want to know more, especially because you focus on women, which is the core of our audience. But before we dive into that, I want to say too, I, I've known you for a short time, more from afar, more recently, I've had the opportunity to get to know you up close and personal. And I just, I just absolutely adore you and love you. And I have to say for all of our listeners who don't know you, this passion we're talking about, this joy when you walk into a room, we're not talking about fake positivity. You are not walking into a room and acting like life is wonderful and cheerful and rosy all the time. It is a very real positivity with you. And you're also a very real person who continues to navigate the journey of life that is full of ups and downs and sometimes more downs than ups in the moment. And so mm -hmm. I, I want to go back for a moment and ask kind of the personal story of how did you get into coaching and how do you keep kind of moving forward with this positive momentum when life has thrown you all the curves that life throws? Yes, I have been really, I have been doing this work from the time I was very small. In fact, in Catholic school, I was probably in the third grade and the, a nun came and got me, maybe as a little older, maybe fifth grade. The nun came down and said, could I have Gina please join me because I need her to watch the second grade class. <laughs> so I walked down the hall. I said, all I had to do was sit at the desk because the teacher was taking a phone call. Well, all the kids were so well behaved. And I had one student come up with their book and they said, I don't understand this math problem. Well, that's all I needed. I got out the chalk. I got out the overhead before I, I knew it, I was teaching and bringing all these kids along with the, you know, teaching them this math problem. So I, I have always been ready to stand up, to help, to support, to move people forward, to get them to do something maybe they've been too afraid to do. And really, a lot of this has come from people saying, hey, you can't do that. You really ought to have a plan B. Tell me not to do something, please. Because one person did that one time in my life and it only took one time for somebody to say that to me. And it changed the course of my life. I had a guidance counselor tell me I wasn't smart enough to be a physical therapist. And I was 12, I was 12. So he uh, wrote up my high school curriculum. Shame on and him. And that, that was the stamp. I had a stamp for four years of high school. Nobody said boo. Nobody questioned it. Nobody stood up for me. And that was the last time anybody was going to direct my life. So I know that we all have choices. And a lot of times as adults, we still play those stories yes. from when we were growing up. This is not, you really know, 
You know, if I had an Emmy for every time someone told me not to be a journalist and, oh, wait, wait, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But but really though, Regina, I think like you're touching on, I think, I think it's safe to say all three women right here on this podcast are the kind of women who were told no. And were like, all right, watch me. Like, because now I'm not only going to do it, I'm going to be the best effing person you ever saw do whatever you said I shouldn't do. But there are very amazing women Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily take that path, who say, okay, well, maybe that's not for me, or maybe Mm -hmm. I am needed somewhere else. And so now later in life, they get to meet people like you to bring them out of their shell. So, okay, back to Plyovation. Tell us about Plyovation and how this fits in with (laughs) people take action. Right. <laughs> this is a scary yes. It, it is a very scary yes. But you know what? I work, I, and I believe in this so much that I got my registered trademark on it. It now has an R at the end. And I'm proud of that because I've seen the transformation that can happen. And you know what? It doesn't happen overnight. And I think so much so in the last three and a half years, we have been tricked into believing that there's the thing. It's that one thing that the answer to our problems, the, the pill that's gonna make us all thin, the, the machine that's gonna solve all our aches and pains. No, <laughs> it's been a lifetime that we've built up these stories, um, these behaviors, this language, and it takes time to change it. And so initially, this, my program was nine months because nine months to create a new human, correct? So we get in and we really start to look at conditioning our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, because this is, this is an adventure. And so I help people shift what they say about their lives, what they believe is possible. I've had women go from not even, you know, saying that they were artistic to owning an an art gallery, to having a piece of artwork on a billboard on the side of a highway because they got chosen out of all the other artists in the mid-Michigan area. You know, women have sold their homes. They've dropped relationships, started a new life. Because when you focus on what you want, which is really what this is all about, bringing it back to the woman who wants the thing, everything, everything changes. It's magical. And women forget how powerful we are. So once we condition, then we strengthen and we start to be that person in the world and practice the posture, practice the the facial expressions, the smiles, practice our imagination. Hmm. We forget how to dream. Hmm. And we've had so many people who've snuffed out that fire, which is why I say I I am a passion instigator. I stoke those those flames that are still in there. And we begin to believe that this is possible. And then there's a performance component. Okay, you've got it. You've practiced it. Now get out and do it. Become it. Be the person you want to see in the world. And that takes a lot of energy. And we have to learn how to say no to the things that used to be our yeses. And we have to get rid of FOMO. Uh-huh. I say we, we replace it with JOMO. 
We have to enjoy, we have to have a joy of missing out, not a fear, but a joy because we know, we know what we value. We know what's important. We know how to say yes, because if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, mm. no wow. bones about it. Man. So then after the we have to do some rest and relaxation. Grace is in church right now. I can feel. I was going to say, and I they am, all I'm right there with you. And they and all I'm so like, so I already lost a contact. Like, <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt. So, <laughs> hey, no, it is. It is about, and it's about having somebody believe in you. I believe it. The minute I see you, I already know. I know before you know how good it's going to be. But we also have to learn how to rest and relax. We got to know what motivates us, what fills us up. And we have to know what takes our energy away. And so that rest and relaxation component is really about energy management, learning where to put it, how to store it, how to rejuvenate it. And then we start it all over again. You see, because it never ends. Women are always in transition. We're always going through those grief cycles. We're always starting again, but we've got more. We've, our shoulders are broader. Our spirits are fuller. We can start another adventure, stronger, smarter, wiser, and ready to bring another woman with us. That's the power of this. We can bring another woman right along with us because we know the power of saying yes to ourselves. That's what privation is. I need an organ in the background because it was like every moment I just, I could hear, uh, 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 yes, yes, <laughs> speak. I need a, I need a button. I need something to. <laughs> right, I get to go like, do you hear her? Do you hear her? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Somewhere around here, I've got a, I've got a tambourine. I'm going to start. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That This is why you're queen of action because even your words get a person wanting to get out of their seat. I mean, you know, mm. not to, you know, totally, well, we've already brought the church all the way into it, but one of the things I always laughed about when I would go to church and I haven't done it as much as I should lately, whatever, but I told my husband, I was like, oh, wait, hold I, on, pause, pause, Reesh, because she's going to get rid <laughs> pause your story. You're, you're shooting oh. all over yourself. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things that Regina says, stop shooting all over yourself. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the correction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Regina, you taught me well. <laughs> Good. See, bring right. another woman along. Yes. All right. Unpause. Tell your story now. Unpause. <laughs> I always would laugh about the differences. I, you know, go to a different, you know, go to a, a French church over here. You know, my husband is, is Greek Orthodox. So, um, you know, after proving to them, yes, I was baptized Christian. I don't need to go through that all over again. Um, you know, we've, you know, our children were both baptized Orthodox, but going to church, I would be sitting there and I'm like, you know, I leave here and not for nothing. I mean, I realize you're, they're sharing a good message. I said, but I'm just not motivated. Whereas mm -hmm. how I grew up in the 
the, the, the Southern Baptist churches that I grew up, I mean, we'd be walking out like, let's go. We can go change the world. But, you know, and, right. Al and Alex was even saying, he's like, it's like a party up in there. I'm like, right. That's what I'm talking about. It's a party up in there. It's yes. a party up in here. You walk out of here feeling like I am just a sinner. And I right. just, I should just like go find a corner and stay there. And so you don't want to feel that way. You want to feel like, let's go do something. And she just sat here speaking on the energy and the going out and the doing and don't shooting on yourself. And I want to like, I've got a tear flowing from one side of joy. I've got contact lenses popping out of Julie's face. And I'm just like, that's what, that's what we're talking about. We got it. We got to get that movement. And that's the thing. When you know that you're ready, like you're ready to do it. You feel that vibration. We shove that down. We might get that naturally because of our, you know, our intuitiveness. We get that intuitive hit and we're like, ah, I'm going to push that right down. And uh, I can't do that now. I have to wait until this, wait until that happens. Wait until financially I'm all set. Wait until the kids graduate. You know what? I help women with their weight problem. I'm so tired of women waiting. Let's get rid of the weight problem. This is the real problem. It's not the LBs. It's the W-A-I-T. Stop Virginia, waiting. <laughs> what is it do you think that, especially for women, mm -hmm. women who, you know, we have a lot of incredible women on this podcast. And I talked about this in our season opener, a lot of incredible women who to anyone from the outside, they've already made it. They are doing big things. They, they're incredible. But even to themselves, when we get them on this podcast and they start to open up about their fears and their insecurities, every single person we talk to, especially women, mm -hmm. tend to you know hold themselves back in some area of their lives. What is it about women where, like you said, they're waiting or they're shooting on themselves? What is it that you see with the women you work with? What's holding us back? Well, I think fear is the is the thread that goes through all of it, whether it's a fear of what other people are going to think, a fear of judgment, um, a fear of failing. You know, we have to do it. We have to do it afraid. Do it scared. That was the title of my last podcast. Do it scared. Because what you realize and what I witness again and again is that you get on the other side of it. You're like, oh, I did it. I did. I did that. That. Why did I wait so long? And then we waste time beating ourselves up about, you know, oh, I should, we should on ourselves. ourselves. I should have done this five years ago. Well, I'll be the first one to say, no, that is untrue. Because we are, we are, we are so smart and we make so many decisions every day. And when we make a decision, what we have to go on is what we know right in that moment. That's the whole hindsight's 2020. I never understood what that meant. I really did years and years and years it took. But the point is, once you do the thing, you're like, oh yeah, I am capable. I'm intelligent. I can do this. And when we hold back, we really have to look at what is it that's, what is it? Is it our stories? Is it the people around us? Because you see, we don't want to let go either. Because saying yes to something means letting go of a part of ourselves. We know this. We have to shed something in order to go forward. And that means relationships. That means 
stories we tell ourselves. It might mean letting go of finances and the grip that maybe your partner or your parents taught you to have on your money. Oh, it's the, the letting go. And I'm telling you, we got to get to a point in our lives where we're ready to start releasing all of the things because it's weighing us down. We have to let go and be okay with it. Mm -hmm. That's big. I, yeah, I, I don't know if you've just hit me at the right time or if I'm PMSing. I, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm feeling everything that you're saying and I'm very emotional for some reason. So, well, I love it. And it, and it is very common. It's very common that women have this emotion surface when we begin to talk about their lives. It's right there. I can always see it right behind their eyes. We all need a good cry for one, because women who are strong and women who are high achievers, we hold in that emotion because we got to be tough. Yes, we do. And we also have to feel the feels because if we don't and we press that energy down, it shows up as disease. It shows up as cancer. It shows up as migraines. It shows up as irritable bowel syndrome. It shows up as fibromyalgia. It shows up. And it's never as pretty as just getting the tears out. It is ugly. So let's all have an ugly cry and get through it because it's, it's good for us to do that and feel that emotion. And even what you did there, even what you did there when you said, maybe I'm PMSing. You see women, we do this all the time too. Think about from the time we started having our periods, it was either, oh, she's emotional because she's hormonal. Oh, she's having her period. Oh, she's going, you know, she's, she's starting to develop. So she's getting, and then what is it? What? She's trying to get pregnant. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, she's in her third trimester. Oh, she, oh, she's right. perimenopausal. Oh, she's menopausal. Oh, she's just having a hard time accepting aging and all the, are you kidding? Like, let's stop trying to find reasons why women have emotions and just let us have the emotion. Mm. I could get on my soapbox is, is growing as I speak. I apologize. But the truth is, we got to knock these things out. You see, we got to knock these things out because we do it like we breathe. Mm -hmm. You know what? I also feel like though, in doing that, in continually finding, trying to find a reason why I've got waterworks going on the flip side of that, we're also telling men. So there's no space for you to be emotional because you're not going to be PMSing. You don't get to carry the child. You don't get to have a hormonal, whatever, even though, you know, newsflash, every guy goes through hormone changes. It's called puberty. They all do it too. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, we, you know, or growing in general as life goes on. So, or just feeling, just having just feelings. Feeling. And so when we try to find a reason behind it, as opposed to saying, I'm having feelings period, not mm -hmm. that period, just in the second. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm feeling I some feel. kind of way. Yes. I, <laughs> I was it. in my, in my, into my thirties, um, now into my forties, but I was, it took me all the way into my thirties to realize that my emotions, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very empathetic person. And it took me until I was in my thirties to realize that that's my superpower. Like I truly believe that caring for others and feeling 
carrying their feelings with me is a superpower. I don't always like it. I don't always want to feel all the feelings, but that's because I like so like, like my parents were raised and their parents raised to think that you hold everything in and that strength. When in fact, the strength is being true to our emotions and being able to show them. And I'm with you, Regina. I will shout from the soapbox that feelings are actually a good thing. They tell us something about how we're reacting or how something's impacting us. And so I'm, I'm with you. I think feelings are, it's a, it's a topic for a whole nother podcast about how our society treats feelings as a negative thing when it's actually just part of science, (laughs) part of being, it's just part of being, Hey, I'm wondering, um, you know, in looking at some of the faces that have been a part of, of, of the seminars you've done in the past, I noticed, I didn't notice a lot of say 20 somethings, not to say that they weren't there and 30 somethings, Mm -hmm. but I did notice that a lot of the faces seem to be the more mature, having lived a little bit of life individuals, which I absolutely love. Was Mm -hmm. that, um, is that purposeful? Is that just a side effect? Is that, I mean, do you, do you tend to find that it's those who have lived a little bit of life who maybe it's a, Maybe it's a, maybe it is the maturity of the mind and understanding. Now you can understand what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Yes. You're, I mean, you're right about all of it. The, you know, one question that I, I think is absolutely ridiculous. What would you tell your 20 year old self? Oh my God. My 20 year old self would have, would have, would have given you the hand. Like, are you kidding me? We're not ready when we're in our twenties, we're invincible. We believe that we're going to live forever and we can just be reckless and look at how we ate. Look at what we drank. Look at some of the things we did before phones. Oh my gosh. I mean, thank you, God. But here's the thing. This is, I, I, I don't even like the phrase midlife. This is next phase living. Mm. We are always in this next phase of life. And, you know, if you're not, chances are you're not watching this, 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 for one thing, I think next phasers are the people that are learning. We're, we're taking in all the information. We're, we're starting to take action, even if it's a little bit on moving forward, because we all got to experience what being stuck felt like (laughs) and being with ourselves. And some of us didn't like ourselves. And then other people found themselves and went, wow, I really, I feel things and I want to do things and people are important to me. And so I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to always work from home or next phase living. And I think it does take a woman who has been through a thing or two. Um, I have been through, you name it, you name it, the births, the deaths, the cancers, the addiction, the emptiness, the loaded house, um, the caretaking, uh, the sudden death of a parent. I mean, you wanna talk about something? We could talk all day, but what we have to remember is we're still here and we have a lot of living to do. We have a lot of, of sharing of our journey with other women. It's okay to not look perfect and we gotta stop getting on social media when we're feeling like crap because it's all an illusion 
So instead of giving your energy to other people, when you're feeling something, turn it on you. Do something for yourself. Turn your phone off and go on a walk. You need to get out and reconnect with who you are and what you want right now and get off your phones and paying attention to everybody else's life. That is what trips us up and it, it makes us feel very lonely. And I'm saying you're not alone. There are a lot of us out here ready to help you, to link arms with you and to bring you on that journey because we believe in your power. Regina, what makes you so passionate about women in particular, especially <laughs> building community with women? Uh, because I've had it and I've not had it and I've had it again and then I lost it again. A lot of this came from, um, you know, for a long time watching my mother not acknowledge the, the, all the things happening in her life. And she didn't go back to school until all the kids were born. So until we were all there, then she went back and got her degree. And then she went through cancer and then she lost my father. And then, you know, she started writing a book and it took her 23 years to write the book. And it's like, I've watched the women I love the most not live and do everything they could to be what society wanted them to be. So they were always trying to lose weight, always trying to lose weight. At one point I woke up and I said, my God, I've been trying to lose weight for 45 years. Are you kidding me? My mother had me in Weight Watchers at nine. My point is women in community can be catty and mean and nasty to one another, or they can be loving and encouraging and supportive of the dreams that they have. And I wanna be a part of that. I wanna build that because I'm no longer looking left and right in my life. I don't look at what's happening over here because it takes away from the power of what's right in front of you. And when I look at your beautiful faces, you know, you have dreams and things you want to do and people you wanna be in this world. Do it, do something anything because when we and I'm telling you there not every woman is going to say oh I think you're wonderful let's do this thing but the women who believe that those are my people that's my tribe that's the that's what I'm building with this I really am building a movement to create this web of feminine power that is real and honest and supportive It speaks to the heart of this podcast and why we created it. Regina, we will link all the links to all the things so people can connect with you to be a part of your community, to be a part of your tribe. I'm so grateful for you and to have you in my life. And I can't wait to share you with our listeners. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I just, <clears throat> whew, so much happening. So much, so many words going through my mind and so many feelings. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. You know, though, we, we still do have our rapid fire questions. <laughs> we might delete one though, Julie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's outdated at this point. A little bit outdated. 
<laughs> but uh, very quickly, uh, we we'll, we definitely have two that, that we'll ask that we feel good about, that we're, you know, we feel good about. <laughs> um, the first is, what is one piece of advice you would give to any future leader who's who's looking to do something? When you are inspired, take action. One step, one email, one phone call, one connection, one Facebook Live, do something, one thing. But don't sit on that idea because somebody else is going to grab it and run with it. Regina, can you share a book, a quote, maybe a resource that has had a significant impact on your journey? Mm. Hmm. You know, uh, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer is powerful because it, it almost was a predictor of the pandemic. He asked the question, who are you? And I say this to women all the time. If you woke up and you, no house, no kids, no family, it was you. You woke up and you're in the middle of nowhere. Who are you? I think it's a powerful question because at any point in a blink, our lives can shift and we could be that person who lands somewhere in a foreign place where all you have is you figure out who you are. You I do want to ask our last question, Rish. I, I oh, do yeah. want because I think that it shows what as individuals we've learned throughout our journey. So Regina, if you could go back in time and maybe tell that younger self that <laughs> that 12 year old who is standing at the front of the classroom with the chalkboard, one piece of advice, what, what would you tell little Gina? Question everything. 12-year-old Gina would listen to that. 20-year-old Gina may not, but 12-year-old <laughs> Gina would. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. Oh my gosh. Regina, it it's I, I can't even I I want the word I, I want a specific word. It has been exhilarating. It has been profound. That's where it is. It has been profound sitting here uh, and and listening to you and learning from you. It has been absolutely amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. With us. Thank you, Rish. Now you're going to make me cry. Oh, ladies. I, I hate to I hate to end it, but uh, that really is that is all for this fantastic episode of think tank of three but before you you step away please remember to hit that subscribe button and hit that like button and i guarantee you especially this particular episode you will come back to over and over and over and over again oh and yes make it a strong day <laughs> regina we love you can't wait to have you back thank we'll you, you so much soon. carry on <laughs>